Hello, friends. This episode is a little bit uh, on the heavier side, I guess you could say. Uh, we are going to talk about Caroline's dad dealing with some health issues, specifically related to COVID. So if that is triggering to you, or if uh, just family members being sick or passing away or anything of that is in any way difficult for you to listen to and you don't want to listen to, we wanted to be really upfront with that uh, ahead of time. Um, just to really clear this up, Caroline's dad has not passed away, thankfully. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, but he is dealing with COVID and we wanted to talk about how that's affecting us, our business and lives and just really share that honest thing with you. So just want to give a caveat here. If this is not an episode that would feel good for you to listen to right now, uh, skip this one. You can come back to another one, but we wanted to actually talk about the realness of what's happening and share how we're dealing with it. Okay. Okay. Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Uh, okay, I wanna I wanna get into the meat of this episode, uh-huh. but I wanna have a snack before we start. Do you know where I'm going? I thought you meant a real snack, and I got excited. Like you had like prepared a secret snack behind no. you. But why would you? Why would you make a person think you had a snack and you don't? <laughs> We're not going to eat on the mics. This is not a well, snack that's show. Why I thought it was a surprise. It's so it's so okay. Unexpected. So the the main episode topic you guys already know because you saw the title. We'll get to that in a moment. But we had a conversation on a walk the other day, which I thought was fun, and we could just we don't need to rehash the whole thing. I just think it would be fun to tell people our top three snacks that we chose, so that people okay. could know. And then they can you're potentially. You're also you're trying to just to dive deeper. You're trying to lay the groundwork here with like some humor and some yeah. lightheartedness because yeah. you know that this is going to yeah. be a more serious episode. Absolutely, I see what you're doing. And... I love you for okay, it, great. and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. So our snack to start uh, is not a cinnamon roll. It's actual snacks. I was I like listening to the Dave Chang podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Gives you a look into like the restaurant and food industry, and I think Dave Chang is a really interesting guy. Side note: hot tip. I find that some of our best like business ideas and inspiration comes from businesses that are outside of our oh absolutely you know, niche. I have said for years. Uh, I remember like when I research started, people were like, you know, where do you what do you look for for inspiration? And I always said things outside of what yeah. I do. So like I don't look at other businesses or things. I look at like music, art, and now it's for me it's a lot of food. Like yeah, I love you food. Love that businesses and shows and other things so that's a side, hot tip just so th- early on hot there tip. was a recent episode where they talked to uh one of his employees whom he has called the snack master mm, uh, which is God, just a great what name a great designation great name she's awesome so and she just loves snacks we love snacks you guys probably love snacks everyone who doesn't love snacks who, i mean okay so we had to we had to define because they didn't actually really do a great job of defining what a snack was to come up with our top yeah, three yeah no we actually had a fight yeah um, we had a, on, a, on a walk, walk yeah. because you you posed this game to me you were like yeah. let's favorite snacks and then i did and then you were like those aren't snacks and, we, and i did a full stop <laughs> a mom stop a we called a mom stop, stop. We a mom stop. when I did you're a walking mom stop. and you do full stop when you're walking and you need to say something important yeah you stop you, you do a full, full mom, mom stop. stop full mom stop and people literally driving by thought that we were probably having a legitimate fight little did they know we snack were debating parameters. whether snack a parameters. cheese board <laughs> constituted a snack anyway go ahead uh if we you... were full on like gesticulating as though yeah. i was like what you stepped out on me you cheated and it's like 
she's bored and cheated. It's out yeah. there somewhere. Uh, we are going to have to throw up on Instagram at some point. Just we'll throw up on Instagram? Uh, a, no, throw up on Instagram. Yeah, a call out to this episode and just ask, is a cheese board a snack as well, you define it? Well, once you gave me your parameters, I was yeah, like, fine. Yeah. But yeah. We didn't have snack parameters. That's what I'm saying. We did not have the correct what snack parameters. What is a cheese parameters. board? A meal? Are you kidding me? <laughs> God. I think it... I'm about to mom stop you right here on this couch. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. So a snack as we defined it was, it's gotta be shelf stable, it comes in a package, it can't take any preparation to make it. So like instant ramen is not a snack because you have to add hot water to make I it a food. I would like to call this pantry snacks. Pantry snacks, sure. That's what you really mean. Yeah, sure, yeah. Snacks is more broad. Pantry snacks are like, it's chips, it's crackers, it's candy, cookies, it's candy, it's stuff. pantry yeah. snacks. All right, so we're gonna go back and forth with our top three snacks. Uh, we're gonna go in oh, order. What I said. We're gonna go in order, one mm -hmm. to three, and just share with you guys our decisions so that you can learn more. The most important thing you care about are our snack preferences. This okay. It's gonna be a long fast forward if you're trying to get to the meat. No, nah, it'll be fine. We're literally four minutes in. Okay, That's good. Okay, okay, okay. What is your number one? My number one overall snack. This is the end all yeah. be all number one snack. For I don't you. know if people are gonna see this coming. Honestly, I, well, I don't know how they would. Garlic bagel chips. Wow. It's a specific brand. I actually couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah. But it was at Publix, which was the when we lived supermarket in when we lived in yeah. Florida. The Publix bagel chips, yeah. the garlic flavor. They were so buttery, so and it's basically just like hard bagel chips. Like honestly, it would hurt your mouth. Yeah. My mom would buy a whole bag of bagel chips and I would eat it in one day, yeah. in one sitting. Yeah. And then I'd be so disappointed that they were gone. <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm not getting you another one yeah, until we you... go back to the grocery store in two weeks. And I'm like, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Also, I looked it up after we had this discussion on our walk. You did? There is not really a good gluten-free bagels. Bagels, bagel snack. I know. I don't have it in my life. And it if you guys me. know of a really good gluten-free bagel snack, please let us know. Bagel, bagel chip. chip snack. We actually have a really good gluten-free bagel that we yeah. like, uh, which is odd... Odd bagel. Odd bagels. I think it's just oddbagel.com. Uh, no sponsor. Just shout out to them because we order them on the regular and they're fantastic. They're like, I actually want to email them and say, can you guys make bagel chips? Because... Yeah, uh, it's product not, expansion. Yeah, so God, I used to just garlic mm. bagel chips. Your number one. Number one, no question. My number one, I think, is gonna. I don't know if it's gonna throw people for a loop at all because we're very different in how we like our snacks. Absolutely. You are a savory snacker. Savory snacker. I am a sweet, sweet snacker. snacker. By evidence that just before starting this episode recording, what mean? was I doing? Making cookies. I was making cookies before doing, and I make cookies. The like amount of cookies every, that I consume because you bake them. Yeah. Is so many. It's a lot. And I'm not even a sweet snacker. Yeah, they're just there You're and they're great. You're kind of sabotaging me now that I think yeah. about it. All right, my number one overall snack, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I did not see this for you. I know you didn't. I, the, I'm what the one I, who likes like chocolate and peanut butter. That's my thing. I know, but when just I just thought in... about like the snack that I would just, I would devour yeah. nonstop yeah. until I threw up on Instagram. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups. Wow. I just could go and go and go Did and go. Did you see they came out with thins? Yeah, I don't want Which you... I'm like, why? I'm I like, everyone knows that the peanut butter is the best part. If you do thins... You have less peanut butter. Less peanut butter. Yeah. And you know that because of the structure, let's yeah. talk just oh, okay, go structural ahead. Yeah, engineering yeah. of a Reese's peanut butter cup. Right. The chocolate shell is going to have the same amount of surface area with a little bit less because of the sides. Right. The peanut butter is what's going to be sacrificed. Really get skimped. Really I'm get sorry, skimped. what? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Okay. So my number one, peanut butter, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. Number two. My number two was yeah. Doritos. Yeah. You had to Doritos. ask. Yeah. Cool Ranch. 
Yeah, that's cool my favorite. Ranch cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch Doritos. I think that's an acceptable. I don't even know. Does anyone know? Like, really, everybody think about it for a second. Does anyone know the actual flavors that you're getting when you think of the flavor Cool Ranch? Yeah. Like, the... What are, what is it? Garlic yeah. is the flavor it you're like getting. A tangy. What's is it? Cool Ranch. Yeah, Cool Ranch. <laughs> I don't like. Who it's are an... these people that make yeah. up these flavor profiles? It's an indecipherable set of spices. Yeah, it's like when people say blue raspberry, and you're like, right. oh yeah, 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 and yeah. then you're like, uh, not a raspberry, not a thing. Just that actually doesn't exist. Honestly, what that what blue, blue. raspberry is blue, blue, blue. If you're tasting you want to know the... what blue tastes like? Is blue, blue raspberry. raspberry? Yeah. All Guys, right. That doesn't even make sense. So, uh, cool garlic, Doritos. bagel chips, and then Cool Ranch Doritos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, my God, second. I feel so good about my picks. Yeah, my second pick. Uh, is something that I could eat by the entire tube full, which will give it away a little bit. Pringles. I can't believe you chose Pringles. Pringles. Of all the potato chip style snacks, give me a tube of Pringles, and once I pop, guess what? The fun. I can't stop. Don't stop. I can't stop. But what about the fun? Uh, the fun stops every once in a while. But you don't Because I feel bad about myself. No. <laughs> after I eat like the entire tube. It's not what Pringles want you to feel. No, it's not. Uh, you know this about me. When we used to fly, when that was a thing. Yeah. One of my favorite snacks to get. On the airplane? Yeah. But Pringles. The and little it's a little baby pring- Pringles. Oh, it's great. It's, it's not just a full wonderful. sleeve though. All right. So my first Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Second, Pringles. Your final snack pick. Okay, my final pick. I really had to think about this because you kind of gave me the parameters of like you can only have these three snacks for the rest of your life. Yeah. And even though I'm a savory snack gal, yeah. you can only appreciate savory when you have a little sweet. This is true. And so I thought, what is the sweet snack that I'm going to add to this trifecta? And yeah. I went with Oreos. Tried and true. Tried and true. I could eat a whole tray of Oreos. Yeah. Uh, they're also versatile, which we talked about. You can twist them. You can dunk That's them. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. It was like, okay, if I'm eating this for the rest of my life, I have options. Although right when I said that, like Girl Scout cookies just came into my brain and I was like, man, like a thin mint sleeve, like a cold thin mint sleeve. Yeah. But it, imagine you're on a deserted island and there's no fridge. So you don't get them cold. Okay, fair, fair, fair. You just get the Oreos. And then Oreos. you go Oreos. Yeah. And they never expire. Yeah. The, th- the thing that's great about Oreos too is you, like you can separate them. You can cut the icing off and you just have a cookie. And it's a good cookie. And it's a good cookie. It's crisp. It's got a good crunch. Double stuff. You team yes or no? No. Yeah, no. No, the, they nailed the original ratio. Just Don't mess perfect with ratio. it. Perfect ratio. Perfect ratio. All right. Uh, so those are your, your three picks. Yeah. Garlic bagel chips. Yes. Cool Ranch Doritos and, and Oreos. Oreos. Yeah. This is health in three uh, items. Yep. All right. My third item. I wanted to go with a cheesy cracker. I love cheesy crackers. But there's a real debate here for me because I love goldfish. But if we're being honest, goldfish are not fantastic flavor. Like you think you love goldfish. Yeah, and then you have some and you're like, eh, these are mediocre. Flavor blasted goldfish, that was a late bloomer for me, but I was like, eh. Cheez-Its. Love Cheez-Its. I have like childhood good memories of Cheez-Its, regular well, flavor. We ate a lot of Cheez-Its yeah. early on in our relationship. But I have a curveball. And of course I have a curveball because of me. At Publix, also, cheese nips air crisps. <laughs> I even looked for these online. I don't think they make them anymore. Wow. I used to go to the grocery store when I was in college specifically, I remember, and I would get like some normal food yeah. and then I would get like six boxes of cheese nips air crisp. By the time I got to the checkout, I had eaten one box. Yeah. That's number one, how much they conned First you about how much was in there. You ate stuff in the grocery store? Always. This I was always a grocery a, store can we eater. Just, a side yeah. note. This is such a like illustration of our personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm such a rule follower. Like that literally like you might as well broken the law. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe you did that. I have to give Kelly, that's my mom, a lot of credit because I remember as a kid going to the grocery store and she would let me get like one item out of the bakery section and I could eat it 
while we were in Dude, the grocery the store. is different. Like the cookie they give you at the bakery, that's totally allowed. It doesn't come in a package. You can't just like open packages. <laughs> well, that's what you happened. You can't just like Steve Martin, the, the hot dog buns and Father of the Bride. You don't know that reference. I don't know that reference. But you will get put but in jail. Also, Diane Keaton will have to come get you. But also, you're still paying for the item. Like it's not like I ate it and threw the box away before I got to the I checkout. Know, but like honestly, this is why our country has descended into chaos. <laughs> First of all, because I, there have to be some rules of decorum. Do you know what one of my favorite things was? <laughs> I would put all my items in the little treadmill, the little checkout treadmill, and they would treadmill their way to the front. Uh-huh. And the lady would pick up the box and she'd be like, this one's empty. And, you'd say, and I go, yeah, I ate that one already. And she would go, oh, okay. And then she would scan. She'd be like, do you want me to throw it away? And I would say, yes, please. Thank my you. My future just flashed before my eyes where we have to decide if we're going to let our kids do that. And of course, you're going to say that they should. And I'm going to say no. Because uh, decorum. The way things are going now, we're not going to be going to grocery stores ever. So it's not going to matter. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just to recap, my three Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Pringles, and Cheese Nips Air Crisps. They're very difficult to find. If I had to do a fallback, it'd be Cheez-Its. But... So I can't you believe you didn't choose Cheez-Its. So that's just like... <sighs> sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Ready to get into the shout meal out to of this? Dunkaroos. Ooh, okay. I love just a shout out. Yeah, like All I right. just if we're talking about like childhood snacks that I like never had in my lunch but would have wanted. Hey, cinnamon Dunkaroos rollers with like the um the rainbow icing. Ew, gross. Yeah. Cinnamon rollers. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. What's your favorite top three snacks? Let us know. Yeah, That's give a good us your top fun three. way for you to do that. And if you don't use Instagram, you can send us an email. By the way, quick shout out before we get into the episode. So many shout outs. Uh. Just a couple awesome people have sent us emails recently that mm-hmm. they love the podcast. I think this is such a fun thing to do because we talk about this in many episodes, is that it's really easy just to enjoy something yeah, and then not let the person who creates it know. And we do this all the time. We listen to podcasts, we read books, you follow people on Instagram, whatever, and you never tell them that like your life is better with them in it. Yeah. And we have gotten a bunch of emails to start this year from people who really enjoy this show. And we know this show does not get tens of thousands of downloads. We are a very small podcast. No, it does not. But we really appreciate these messages. They go a long way for us to keep turning on the microphones. And especially like today, I think today's episode is a perfect example of we could have just skipped this week. This we week, did. Yeah, this week has been a really tough week. Uh, last week was a really tough week. It's just been a really tough start to the year mm-hmm. for everybody, but for us included, and you'll hear why in a second. And I think those messages actually really help because mm-hmm. it, it lets you know that there are people on the other side of these microphones that we sit here and talk into who get value from these conversations mm-hmm. and these real conversations that we have about business or about life, about relationships and everything and snacks and being silly. It, it means something. And I think it means something to us too. Like I know for me, having J- Dave Chang's podcast during the pandemic, it was really helpful because I just wanted to know what is happening on the ground with these restaurants and how are they dealing with it and how can I support? And he just said over and over again, please order takeout, mm-hmm. please. It's the least you can do. Tip heavily if you can. That goes directly to the people who aren't even working in the restaurant that are just getting unemployment, but those restaurants are giving them the tips. And so we that became a thing for us. Like We just really tried to order takeout as often as we could. Um, and, and I think that those types of things are really helpful to learn and to be appreciative. So that's just for me, just to say thank you to everybody who's been sending us messages. It is very much appreciated. You don't have to pander and like continue to do or start doing it now. It just means something. So maybe that's a little thing for you. Reach out to someone whose content you really like. Doesn't have to be us and thank them for it. Fantastic PSA. Okay, let's get into the what meat we of the talk episode. About. Yeah. So okay. what's going on? So the thing that is going on that we wanted to share with you guys, we thought about just like doing a normal episode. Well, we first we start, thought about doing a normal episode. Then it became clear that we probably couldn't do an episode at all. 
And then this morning I just said, let's turn on the microphone and let's just be honest about what's happening and like see where it goes and hopefully it can be helpful. Because when stuff gets hard, people tend to, well, I specifically tend to retreat and wait until I have some shiny lesson from it all or something helpful to share, which I think can be a good thing. But the result of all of that is that what you see on social media or podcasts or content of any kind is never the hard stuff. Yeah. So this is just the hard stuff. And I don't want to get too far into the specifics of it, but a, two weeks ago now, what's today? Thursday. It's like a week and a half-ish because it was Sunday, right? Sunday, yeah. yeah. So a week and a half ago, I found out that my dad and my brother got COVID. And, but my dad, um, my brother is my younger brother. And so I wasn't as worried about him. My dad is extremely high risk and, and is over 65. So that was basically my worst nightmare coming true of like the thing that I've been trying not to fear for the past 10 months, but have had in the back of my brain is like my parents getting sick, especially because I live away from them. We live in California and we've been here since the pandemic began. All of my family lives in Florida, my siblings, my mom, my parents, my mom, my dad, my stepdad. And so it's very helpless feeling being over here. And so I get this call. And again, I mean, he has since made that public. So I feel okay about sharing that with you guys, but I don't want to get into the specifics of it all. I will say he, it's been a week and a half. He did have to go to the hospital. He is okay. Um, but it's, it's a daily toss up of like what his status is going to be and we're still not out of the woods yeah and so this past week and a half it's just been this juggling act of like every day waking up and just not knowing what you're gonna get yeah and trying to and it's like i think in my head i thought okay if this happens to my family like obviously your first and foremost concern is like do anything possible to keep your your family member from dying. Like that's the first thing, right? Is like I all I care about is I just want I want this person to be here. But what you don't think about is the fallout of something like this and how it affects every person in your family and the anxiety of trying to care for this person whether you're there like my brother taking care of him who is like another a, brother. Another uh, my older brother. <laughs> There's a lot of us boots on the ground or if it's me being out here not being able to do everything like every part of it's hard yeah and then all of the family dynamics that get stirred up because of people checking in and you know things that have happened in the past and and the the complicated nature of families to begin with but like the complicated nature of having an extremely blended family which is what i have yeah um and so the part that i want to share is just what do you do I, i know everyone has a different version of this whether you're someone who has dealt with a family member getting COVID or, you know, you've had COVID or you've had COVID or, you know, or you're a person of color who has been re-traumatized, you know, over and over again through these like news stories that keep happening of terrible things happening and and injustices being highlighted. You know, I specifically speaking to the January 6th situation. I mean, that's, that's, awful for anyone but I imagine as a person of color and just seeing the you know symbols of white supremacy just plastered all over everything like that's traumatizing whether it's how isolated you feel because of the pandemic whether it's 
friendships that you've lost or, you know, things that are hard with your kids or I don't know. It's just every, there's so many reasons why all this is hard and it can be hard to then also try to figure out when something is weighing on your heart, how do you, how do you work up the courage to then move forward in your business right? and just and function as like a human being? And I'm asking myself that every day. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of directions to go with this and I, I really want to let you lead and to let you be able to share because this is obviously affecting you so much more than it's affecting me, even though I'm right here next to you every single day and working through the text messages and like, you know, all the communication and what's happening and what decisions to make and all that. And I don't think we want to belabor anything that's going on in your family more to bring up the discussion of well, what do you do? Like, how do you get through this? Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the beautiful part of being able to share our journey and to have it be a core value of ours is to be transparent with people and to, I was just writing an e- a really long email to a friend who's getting ready to start a community. And like, I just wanted to share the real, real behind what goes on in, mm-hmm. in this specific thing. And I think for us in this situation, I think we want to share what really goes on dealing with this situation. Because just like you said, so many people want to a month after my dad had COVID, it was really rough, blah, blah, blah. Great. That's really easy. But like, I'm someone who's about to go through or is going through this. Like, what did you do? Like, how did you get yeah. through it? And so I think one of the things that might be helpful to, for people to hear is like, since last two Sundays ago, when this started, what has that been like every day? Mm-hmm. And and not in the like, how bad do you feel? And how many of the emotions are you dealing with? You can share that if you want, but more of like, just how have you yeah. thought about getting through the days? A couple of things come to mind. The first is that it's it's totally a roller coaster, and I think you have to embrace that. Um, for that first week especially, it was like – it was weird. It was like an – it was like on and off days. It was like every other day. So I would have a day where it all hit me, and I just – all I could do is just curl up in a ball and feel all the things. And then it's like the next day I would swing to the other side and I would be like, okay, I don't want to just be in a ball. So I would try to like have a better attitude about it and get through the day and I would get a little bit of work done. So that was how it was in the beginning. Now it's just a little bit more erratic because like there's, it's just like bringing up all of this different stuff that's hard. But the first thing is that just recognizing that it's going to be a roller coaster. I, I think I prepared myself immediately when we got his positive test result. I was like, I need to mentally buckle in for like a month, like weeks of this yeah. and how, whatever happens. And, and I need to not try to pretend like it's going to be normal for a month. I need to know that it's not going to be. And I need to like be like sit with that reality and be okay with that. But then also remind myself that every day that goes by, it's one step closer to like a brighter end of the tunnel kind of thing. And again, like I said, Whatever happens, like whatever yeah. happens, I always say time will carry you through it. That's that's a mantra that I say to myself because I learned that during all of my anxiety stuff was like, even when it was terrible, I just thought to myself, I know that feelings don't last forever and time marches on even when you think you can't go another step. And so time will carry you forward. And sometimes that's the mantra that gets me through is just time is moving on without me. And so just I have to let it carry me and, and I'll get to the other side. So that's one thing. Um, another thing is definitely just keeping up with every anxiety tool, bu- tool belt that I have. Right now, exercise is really 
a saving grace for me. I never thought I'd be able to say that. Mm -hmm. Any of you guys who have heard me talk about how much I hate exercise and my battle with like trying to figure out fitness, you know, I'm not definitely not to the point where it's a full habit yet. You're not a fitness model. Not a fitness model yet. Right. Also, full transparency, that is not a goal. No, it's not. Um, But I will say for the first time in my life, I'm finding like refuge in exercise and I'm finding that a really positive place for me to be. And I have it as like a really good time slot where it's in the morning. I've had my coffee. Usually my morning when I wake up, I get on the text thread with every, you know, all my siblings and my dad. I breathe a sigh of relief that nothing happened overnight. Yeah. But then... Then it's a cascade of whatever that day is going to look like, whether right. his numbers are good, whether they're bad, whether it's... Whether he's feeling good, whether he's not yeah. feeling good, yeah. And so I kind of check in and I can kind of like set my calibration based on that. And then I can at least go into the gym and do what I need to do there, whether it's just cry, whether like be on the... Sometimes I'm That's on a the, workout? Sometimes plan? I'm on the bike and I just fucking cry. Oh. Um... And or whatever I need there. And I feel like it's a really good grounding place for me. Um, you know, meditation, journaling, getting all the feelings out. That's helpful. Um, something I'm also another mantra that's really helping me because I think this is a big question of like, you can't always just press pause on your life, right? Yeah. Um, on your work, you have to, or like if you have kids, like you can't just say, I'm going to drop everything and be a ball and do we have some parent advice we can give? We love giving <laughs> we some love parenting giving advice. We don't have kids, just in case anybody's listening and doesn't but know that. I've been asking myself this question of like, how do you know when to kind of, when it's the right time to just drop everything and go feel your feelings and just have zero expectations for yourself? Or when what you really need is to show up for things and just kind of press forward? And I don't know the answer to that for every person. But for me, what's helping me make the decision is there's a difference between pushing through and moving through something. Like there's a difference between forcing it and showing up for it. And so inside my brain, what I do is I say, okay, here are the things that like if I had the energy I would like to do do today. And I keep that expectation low, but it's probably a couple of things. And then if I show up to that and – I find myself forcing myself to even do it. Like if it really feels like a labor to try to steer my thoughts into something or to be productive and it doesn't feel like it's serving me, then I just say I'm forcing it and I just say I will deal with the consequences of letting this go, of letting this slide. But other times what happens is just by setting that little invitation to show up, I get there and I go, okay, I can do this little bit. Okay, I can do this next little bit. Um, and it doesn't feel like forcing it. It just feels like moving through it to the next thing, not doing it perfectly, not even doing it well, just like doing something. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's the only th- reason why I've gotten even a li- that's the only reason I'm here talking on this podcast is just because I said during my workout, I said, okay, what if, what if I tried to do the podcast? What would that feel like? And then I, th- my like inner monologue said, yeah, like, I think we could try that. Just sit down and talk. And then we're here. And it doesn't feel like forcing it. It feels like just showing up and, and doing something. You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, words are coming out for sure. I would give it four uh, four 4.5 out of 5 stars. Wow. Yeah. Honestly. Like, really? I, I think you're only half a star better normally. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you. Um, those are some things that are helping me. I think also being 
honest with yourself. I, I said this in our video to our way members. Whatever, like, I think you had said this a couple of times where you're like, oh, let it go, like, crappy start to the year, like, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, I know, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, man, I had all these dreams for the way this momentum I was going to have going into 2021 and now it's shot. I'm just going to go, I knew there was going to be curveballs and it, it just happened earlier than I wanted it to. I think probably a lot of people thought that about the, you know, January 6th thing is like, yeah. come on. Yeah. That meme of that girl being like days without incident, flicking zero. off the six and yeah. going back to zero. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, what I have to do now is kind of erase mentally whatever expectation I set for myself for what January was going to look like when I didn't have this curveball. And I need to rewrite what the expectation is going to be. And that is so hard yeah. because the problem is that I still have in my head all the newsletters we wanted to write, all the podcast episodes we wanted to record, all the progress I wanted to make on Tea Tree, all the, like, I have all that stuff still in my brain, but that was like, that was baseline me. Yeah. This is like surviving me. Yeah. And so I have to rewrite all of that and just say, okay, surviving me can't get those 10 things done. She can only get one thing done, but that's, and that's what's enough. The, and what's the most important thing? I think exactly. that's, Prioritization. That's, that's the topic that we have brought up every single day since this all happened a week and a half ago, which is like, okay, what's the most important thing I need to get done right now? Yeah. Is that something I'm going to get done today? No. And for us right now, that's our coaching session for yeah. January. And it's the curriculum that you spend a lot of time and energy on. And I think the good thing that we've learned over the years, just through a lot of trial and error running our own businesses, is the more you can be ahead of your own arbitrary schedule, the better. Mm -hmm. So for us, last year, we really worked to the last couple hours on these coaching sessions, and that was just because we didn't set parameters and deadlines for ourselves. So this year, we're like, okay, we want to get it done a week ahead of time. So it's like done the Wednesday before, completely finished. And the good news about doing that, the reason why you do that is because shit will hit the fan. And if you need that extra week. And if you need that extra week. And I told week. you that. And I was like, I'm really sad that I won't have the curriculum done the Wednesday before. And you were like, I know. But remember, we said that before all of this happened. And so now you have that extra week to yeah. get it done. And now it feels like it's totally doable to get it done because I was pushing towards this deadline of yesterday. Yeah. But now I have like a week yeah. until the actual thing happens. Yeah. And I, my point was, it didn't work for January. Yeah. Let's try it for February. We'll yeah. try and get it done a week ahead. And, and that is just the nature of when you run your own business, when you're making all these decisions, there's just constant decisions that you're making, you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of credit, but also prepare ahead of time a little bit to go, I have a weekly newsletter that goes out. My deadline to write it is not Sunday night if it goes out Monday. My deadline to write it is Friday so that if I have to have something that comes up, maybe Saturday and Sunday, then I have to spend time on it, you know, or whatever that looks like yeah. for you. I want to say something that just popped into my head because I don't want... If you're listening to this and you have lost a family member or to COVID or just a parent to any any reason, um, or if you've lost someone, I don't want to come off as ungrateful that things right now aren't in a worse place. Like I'm so grateful that my dad is here and that he's okay and he's recovering. Um, I just wanted to say that. Like I, I yeah. I'm very well aware and I have perspective every day for the things that I have and um but it's all of it's hard yeah. you know and so it, I also don't want to invalidate my own feelings of how difficult it is to still be in the in-between yeah. where he's not fully recovered and it is a roller coaster every day and it's a uh, watching him like a hawk and you know having to make decisions about his care and things like that yeah and I 
I was actually going to say this after we finish recording, but I'll just say it now so everyone can hear the b- production behind the scenes of the podcast. Um, I'll we'll record an intro for this that just talks about parents getting sick and dealing right, with like that, and warning. if it's a triggering triggering thing for you. And and sadly, we know I know that a couple of our way members have lost family members just in the beginning of this year, and. And I can't imagine what that feels like. And, and we actually, that's another thing I think that is helpful. And it just seems so small and maybe insignificant, but I do think it's helpful is every day we've just tried to vocalize the gratitude that we have mm-hmm. that while your dad does have COVID, while it is very difficult for him to go through it, he is high risk, all these different things. He had to go to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. He made it through yesterday yeah. and we're just t- today, we're dealing with today and we're going to hope he gets through to tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that just trying to be grateful for that and just knowing that, that's all we can do from our side of things. And it's, it's very tough. And I know, you know, from, from me, like I'm one further step away being helpless in all of this, right? Like yeah. I, I'm not even the one who's having the parent do it. Like, I love your dad. He's great. He's fun. He's hilarious. He's got some of the best dry humor ever and some really good pun work. Great at the pun work. Great pun work. Um, but I, I know that like you feel helpless cause we're here but we are also, again, really grateful that your older brother is there yeah. and your older brother can go get groceries and can go over there and can check on him. And, you know, he's more kind of boots on the ground to do things. And so we're just really trying to have gratitude for those things. And I do think that helps a little bit, right? Because it does help you every day go, this could be a completely different situation. And there are people maybe listening to this who had to deal with a very different situation and that we're just very grateful for the situation that we have, that we can control what we can and yeah. that we can do what we can yeah and just a note on that that i think has been helping because i do think when like family stuff happens there's a weird dance where you have where you sort of like figure out what your role is in like the crisis right and you know i have to fight these feelings of guilt that i can't be there to carry the load of what's happening logistically and like on the ground and being there but i asked myself like first of all that that I can't change that. So let's not feel guilty about that. I know that my brother doesn't want me to feel guilty about that. I know my sister doesn't want me to feel guilty about that. So, but I asked myself like, what can I do from here to feel like I'm being helpful um, and to be there for my family? And, you know, what I came up with was to try to be the emotional support for my brother who needs somebody to, to talk decisions through with and need somebody to just vent at the end of the day and say like, here are all the things I did today and here's what I'm scared about. And you know, here's how this felt. And you know, we've made jokes a lot because, um, I, I always like, I've learned quite a bit from my therapist over the years and like have a a deeper awareness of like myself and my family dynamics and everything. So I'm always like kind of telling him what I've learned about things and, He's like, man, you've got to tell your therapist thanks for me. And I'm like, I know I need to tell her that. Little did she know it's BOGO. Yep, yep. Um, but I am also really grateful that I did put put in all those hours of therapy because I have so many more tools to be able to be helpful in my family right now of just saying like, you know, helpful reminders to everyone. And um, here's a different way of looking at this. And here's a way to reframe that. Um, so that it's easier to get through and, um, you know, we're just all trying to be there for each other and remembering that the reason things like this are sometimes so hard is because of how deeply we love the people that we love. And I don't know what that looks like for you 
in your hardship of whatever you might be going through. Like it might not be a loved one sick or something like that. It might just be, I don't know, you lost your job through all this or something like that. But if there's a way to approach it and remind yourself of why it feels hard, um, because there's usually a reason that is, is actually positive of why something feels hard. It's like, oh, I want better for myself. I want a, a job that brings me purpose. You know, that's why this hurts so much because I I believe that I can have that for my life. Like, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a way to try to reframe things and not it's not about being like a Pollyanna and trying to, you know, positivity wash everything. But for me, it's just about finding the story that's empowering not disempowering yeah um i think a couple things you touched on there that are helpful and one i want to acknowledge is i'm in this again like i'm like two stages away from this so like i feel super helpless but one thing that i really learned going through all your anxiety stuff with you is that i am a problem solver i want to take action i want to practically do things to solve a problem it is how i am hardwired yeah and it takes every ounce of my effort to resist always bringing a problem to or bringing a a problem solving solution and so in this i've just really tried to listen i've just tried to encourage i've tried to be supportive i still have problem solving things that i come even this morning like i was making my breakfast and i'm like we're gonna do this this and this and this yeah and it's like i i have to try and fight this because i know that's not really helpful and i know that you guys are already all doing these things but I'm just trying to say that I'm for you, the person that you get to then vent to and you get to share things with. And that I think if maybe someone doesn't have that in their life, that this might be a really good time to think about getting a therapist and reach out to someone. And digital therapy has now become such a prevalent thing with COVID that it's now more easy to do than it ever has been. I think that's the other thing we mentioned today for you is that you might be at the point where you've used all the tools that you've learned, but it might be worth calling your therapist and being like, hey, like uh, we got to set up some time. Like Totally. And you have to be honest with yourself about when you get to that place. Like I think for me, I've really enjoyed, which is a weird thing to say, but I guess I mean it. Um, I've enjoyed this past year of, of having challenges and, you know, I haven't been to therapy this past year because I have enjoyed having challenges and showing myself that I have learned how to move through those things and it was kind of one of those things where like I mean I did intense therapy for two years yeah like at one point I was going every week and so I needed this like break to be like okay I kind of like went through the training and now I need to like go into the real world and see and apply that and apply that training um and so but I told you this morning I can sense myself of when I'm getting to this place where it's not that I'm not capable. It's just like I need to help, you know, sharpen my tools again. Totally. And I'm sensing that I'm getting to that place. And, um, and I think just also being honest, like I'm not a professional mental health. You're not? I said professional, <laughs> not a professional. I am a uh, vice president of <laughs> mental health training. Uh, but like I'm not a mental health expert. You're not a mental health expert. And no. I think in times like this, it's important to acknowledge and be okay with those things and and to know when you need help and to, to be okay with getting that additional help. So yeah. anything else you want to share? Because I know we didn't want to go too long on this. Um, I, I think the one other thing just business-wise, just to kind of circle yeah. back to that for a second, is one thing that we did right when this started was just to have an honest conversation of like, what is important? And I think you guys yeah. have probably heard this if you listen to any episodes, you know, you know, this podcast is 
the things we can always let go of are posting on social media, are mm-hmm. replying to emails that don't need, you know, immediate replies. Uh, you know, luckily I do most of the admin work. So like I can keep up with that. That's very easy to do. But for you, it's just about looking at everything that's normally on the to-do list and being like, that's not important. Yeah. That's not important. That's not important because it, it does, I know it stacks up on you, the guilt of not doing the things that we set out to do, but it also really helps to let go of those things Absolutely. and then say, yeah, but it's okay. And and that's yeah. my job too, is to really acknowledge that to you and be like, working on teacher right now does not matter. Like, yeah, yeah we have goals. We have things we want to do. We have plans. They do not matter in the grand scheme of what's happening right now. Yeah. Ironically, we're actually doing a newsletter series right now about kind of our brand belief statements, like our business belief statements, the things that guide us. And one of them, which is in a few weeks, is about being humans first. And this comes from like a deep clarity of prioritization in our business that our lives come first. Our business comes second. Um, And so we are humans feeling people, number one, and that was a weird way to say that. Feeling people. Yeah. Oh, like, no, don't feel pe- don't feel people unless if you ask. Consent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. can ask. And then if people are like, yeah, feel me. <laughs> That's yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. Feel, feel it up. Um, but I think you and I having set that as the ground rule helps me go, okay, I get it. I would love to be cons- consistent. I would love to nail it 100% of the time. But when push comes to shove, we're just two people. We've made that decision to not have a team and everything like that. And so something has to give. And yeah, consistency is great when when you can do it. But it's not worth sacrificing your mental health over. And I also was thinking about this in the gym this morning. We don't go to a gym. We go to our garage. So yeah. just know that when I say the gym, I'm not in a gym. Right. Um, but this morning I was thinking about part of it I think is also I want to prove to people that you can run a successful profitable business and not be a consistent 100% of the time like you have to put in the work when you can yeah so that when shit hits the fan you can take a step back yeah the only reason why we're able to still sustain our business when we have when social has to go out the window or when other things have to fall to the ground is because the other times when we can show up we show up hard and we we do sh- you know the consistent thing yeah um and so Maybe you're listening to this and you're not in a season of when something's going wrong. Maybe you're in a season where you're like, okay, I started the year off and I can do what I can do right now. I'm going to use this time in this conversation actually as fuel to be consistent and show up for my business so that when things do hit the fan, I will have planted seeds that maybe I can allow myself to step back. Yeah, Does that make I, sense? Yeah, and I think that's also just a really good thing to acknowledge too. Like that's just having perspective, right? Like it's everything is not going to go, if things are going well for you right now, everything is not going to go like it's going right now forever. Right. And also if things are going poorly, they're not going to go poorly forever. forever. Absolutely. And, and we know we've been through hard stuff. We've been through difficult times. 2019, hardest year of your life. 2013 in retrospect, probably hardest year of my life. And- you when you're in those times and you can't see the light out of the tunnel like you're just in this dark place it does feel like that's where you're going to be forever but it's also the same side of the other coin which is things are not going to be perfect forever so do take advantage of those things do show up do create the stuff that you want to make all that stuff and and have some perspective and acknowledgement that you know something might happen to you or to your family or whatever that you can't control. So what are you doing today to hopefully set yourself up for when that happens that you don't have to scramble and feel guilt and all this, you can 
press pause and that's all right. Yeah, that actually reminded me of one tip too that has been helpful through all of this, which is to like not mourn the future before it happens. Right. And this is actually something that I learned. I remember I even did an art piece about it and I somehow stumbled across it and I was like, oh, needed to hear that from my past self. But when we, when we lost plaques and Mm -hmm. like we were nearing the end right before, and I remember I was sort of playing it out in my head of how hard that would be. And I had to remind myself that doesn't make it easier. Right. And so you have him here now. And so be happy as happy as you can right now that you still have him. And I have to remind myself with that, with my dad, there's a part of our brain that wants to think of the worst case scenario just in case it happens. And I won't allow myself to do that because it's not here. And I don't want to suffer. I don't want to create suffering for myself if at all possible. And so it's not saying don't ignore it or, or, you know, pretend like live in a delusion. It's just like, I'm not going to allow myself to spiral down the worst case scenario because it's going to steal the joy from today, which is that he's okay. He's recovering. He's, he's, you know, getting the help that he needs and uh, that's what's real. Um, and so I just, that's, you know, might be helpful to some of our more anxiety prone listeners out there. Yep. I think that's great. That's a great final tip to end on here. Uh, normally we would tell you that our, our two classic movies that we watched, but we're going to skip that this week because we did the snacks in the beginning that added some levity. And then this is heavy and I don't want to just like turn it around and like be silly. Wow. I want to let it sit. You are VP of mental health. It's no big deal. Um, so hopefully we'll be back next week with another episode. If not, then you kind of have an idea of why, but we're not going to harp on that. We're not going to think about that. That's not the intention. I just wanted to let people know. Um, and that if you're going through something really difficult right now, we hope that you see a future where that thing is not affecting you as much as it is right now. And that's not going to be your forever what's going on right now. And if things are going well, then embrace it and don't feel guilty because other people are having things that are going poorly. We just wanted to share exactly what it feels like to kind of be in a tough place and how to deal with hard things and that there's no perfect way to deal with it. Even the things we've talked about may not work for you, but they're the things that we're doing and that they are helping us as much as possible. Great job, babe. Wrapped it up. You did a really good job. VP of podcasting too. Okay. VP of podcast wrap-ups. Not all of podcasting. Podcast wrap-ups. Yeah, I'll I'll allow it. Oh, okay. Four out of five stars? 4.5 out of five five stars. stars. All right, everybody, that's it for us. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will be back soon again with another one. Hope 2021 is off to a better start for you than it is for us, and if it's not, then that's okay, and we're all just going to do our best. Again, great job. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. That is a 72 intro. Hello, friends. This episode is a little bit uh, on the heavier side, I guess you could say. Uh, We are going to talk about Caroline's dad, dealing with some health issues specifically related to COVID. So if that is triggering to you or if uh, just family members being sick or passing away or anything of that is in any way difficult for you to listen to and you don't want to listen to, we want it to be really upfront with that uh, ahead of time. Um, Just to really clear this up, Caroline's dad has not passed away. Thankfully, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Um, But he is dealing with COVID and we wanted to talk about how that's affecting us, our business and lives and just really share that honest thing with you. So just want to give a caveat here. If this is not an episode that would feel good for you to listen to right now, uh, skip this one. You can come back to another one, but we wanted to actually talk about the realness of what's happening and share how we're dealing with it. Okay? Okay.